Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Hey filmmakers, welcome to today's show. I'm super excited to be able to talk to you because we're going to focus today on how distribution deals work. And here's the thing, like I know some of you listening to this are just making your short film or you're in development or you're a screenwriter or you're at any different stage of your career where you're looking to level up. But there are some of you listening to this that want to learn a thing or two about distribution. And I always say that if you can understand distribution, that's really the key to running a successful motion picture business and having a career that you can continually uh, take to the next level. So here's the thing, even though we're long past the years where people lived off the Sundance stream. You probably remember hearing about this. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to get into Sundance. I'm going to get a ginormous distribution deal and I'm going to live happily ever after, right? Well, here's the thing. I thought that that kind of stuff was long over. I mean, I've been working in film distribution for quite a while for quite a few different companies. And what I find in my experience, even today, even as recent as yesterday, many first-time feature filmmakers are still determined to sign away their distribution rights for mere validation and the hope, the emotional hope that they're going to be the ones to get lucky. Ladies and gentlemen, this fails the logic test miserably. And I totally get it. You're not thinking logically. Otherwise, you'd have chosen a more pragmatic profession, right? There's a lot of stuff out there that you could do aside from being a filmmaker. But still, if you care just a tiny little bit, an itsy bitsy little bit about making money with your motion picture, then I suggest that if nothing else, you at least break out a calculator for a quick minute because I want to do a little exercise with you. Actually, don't even worry about breaking out a, cal- a calculator. I've already done the math. Um, so let's say that you want to make $100,000 with your film. That's your goal. You want to make $100,000. So how the heck are you going to do that? Well, here's the thing. It's, it's kind of easy. You're going to make some simple assumptions. Right out of the gate, let's say you put your film into a digital platform like Google Play. Google Play is owned by Google. Uh, You can find Google Play on most smart televisions. We're talking about getting into people's living rooms. And Google Play is a transactional platform that has a 70-30 split in your favor. So when you get your film onto Google Play, if you price it at $10 a unit, you're going to end up keeping $7. So in order to make $100,000 in revenue, all you have to do is you divide $100,000 divided by 7, right? Because you're going to keep $7. So $100,000 divided by 7. And that means that you need to sell 14,286 units to make $100,000. And so that's that raises the bigger question. You're like, gee, Jason, thanks for that. But how the heck am I going to do that? And again, a really good question, and I'm not trying to be goofy, but it is different for every filmmaker. I don't have the time to go into today because I want to talk about how distribution works, but I have gone into great detail about recouping those 14,286 units in in much greater detail in my previous podcast. So go back to my podcast archive after you listen to this one, listen to a few previous podcasts, and I think you'll get some good ideas. But for all of that said... If you're in a situation where you are considering signing with the distributor, that one question about how the heck are you going to recoup 14,286 units, that's a really good question to ask the distributor. Hey, Mrs. Distributor, 
thanks so much for really appreciating my film. We put a lot of work into it. I'm glad you like it. But hey, here's the thing. I need to move 14,286 units to hit my revenue goal. And I was just wondering, um, is there any chance that you could help us with that? Like maybe, I don't know, could you pay us a minimum guarantee? I mean, you believe in the movie a lot. Can you give us a minimum guarantee to kind of help us get closer to a $100,000 goal? And what you're going to find, and I'm being a little bit goofy and trying to have some fun with this, but what you're going to find in most modern distribution deals are they don't pay a minimum guarantee anymore. Most modern distributors are volume distributors. They're looking to pick up 20 to 25 titles a month, maybe sometimes more, throw them against the wall and hope one of them sticks. So usually what you're going to get from a distributor is something like this. Well, uh, I can appreciate the fact that you'd like a minimum guarantee, uh, but I just want you to know that we don't work that way. In fact, our philosophy here at this distribution company is, and I'm talking about a fictitious distribution company, but the philosophy is we're focused on creating long-term relationships. And our goal is to come in as a partner and split the revenue with you. At least in this scenario, we have skin in the game and we think that that's fair. Okay. So you're going to hear some variation of a distributor saying that to you when you ask them whether or not they'll pay you minimum guarantee. And, and so when you start diving into the deal a little bit more, okay, okay, well, I like the idea of a partnership. That sounds good. You seem nice. So what does that mean exactly? Well, when you dive into the deal, you're going to find that usually the distributor will take anywhere from 15 to 30% of every dollar you make for the next five to seven years. And in some cases, if they want worldwide rights, they might even take 15 years and you might say, okay, great. So let me, before I sign this deal, can you just give me a little bit more insight? What exactly is your plan for moving 14,286 units uh, so that I can make $100,000? And, and keep in mind when, I, when I'm saying that, uh, the 14,286 units does not take into account the distribution fee. And I'll get to that in just a second. But anyway, if you ask this question, most times he or she, the distributor, is going to tell you, this is how they're going to answer the question. Well, you know, one of the things we do have going for us is we have really great deals with all the platform and we may be able to reach out to them and we may be able to get you special placement. And you're like, great. How many units is that going to get us? And, and usually the answer is I'm not sure. Okay. And so I want to tell you, uh, listener, awesome filmmaker, listener, that even if you do get special placement on the platform, it's not a permanent thing. You're only up there for maybe a few days or maybe a few weeks at best. So another question is what happens once you're not on special placement? You know, what's the plan B to help you get to that 14,286 unit goal, right? So here's the thing. You got to keep going back to the distributor and you got to say, look, you, you're asking for anywhere from 15 to 30% of every dollar I make for the next five to seven years. And aside from special placement, what else are you going to do to help us move 14,286 units to justify your percentage? And here's the thing, depending on the answer to this question, this is a key factor in determining whether or not you work with the distributor, right? And you take a traditional deal. And by the way, I want to be clear. I've worked with quite a few different distribution companies. I am not in any way here to tell you that all distribution or all distribution companies are terrible. In fact, there are dozens of really awesome distributors out there. But the thing is, the thing that you got to be mindful of is your own goal. Uh, because nobody's going to care about your film more than you. So if your goal is to move 14,286 units and all the distributor can offer is access to popular video on demand platforms and maybe some networking opportunity with other filmmaker clients so that you can feel like you're part of a group, you need to step outside your emotions because you're not thinking logically, right? 
you, you're, you're thinking emotionally. So here's how you start thinking logically. You start thinking about how the money is going to flow in the actual deal. So here's how it usually works. The platform pays the distributor. So once that distributor receives the money, the first money's out, go back to pay that 15 to 30% distribution fee. That distributor always gets that money and in most deals that always comes first. Then the distributor uses any leftover money to recoup their expenses. What are the expenses? Uh, ingestion, encoding, quality control, mastering, review, and delivery to the various platforms. Maybe they did some of that stuff in-house. Maybe they've outsourced some of that stuff. There may be artwork expenses. There may be other, quote, marketing expenses. And it could vary. And obviously, you want to make sure you know what those expenses are going to be. But rest assured, they're going to come out before they pay you. And then if there's anything left over after the distrib distributor takes their fee, after the expenses are taken out, then you might get paid. So I, I want you to keep in mind also that when I'm describing the scenario with Google Play and, and working with the distributor to get there, I'm just talking about domestic distribution. If you went international, then there's going to be added expenses. There's going to be the need to create subtitles and some territories won't accept subtitles. So you're going to have to come up with, you know, actors and create uh, language dubs in that particular language. And depending on the language, it could get pretty expensive. Like Japan, for example, is super expensive. Um, then you got to get localized artwork. Then you probably need additional mastering and delivery and quality control and storage and all these other kinds of technical expenses. And, and so that's all going to come out of money that you would potentially make. So sometimes it may not make sense to go into international territories, especially if the deals are crap. But just to give you an idea of how an international deal would work, it would be the end platform, whether or not that's a network or a digital platform somewhere in a different territory, that entity would pay a sales agent, presumably a sales agent got involved in the picture. And then that sales agent would then take their cut um, and, and then money's left over would go back to pay the distributor. Then that distributor would take their cut. Then they would take the distribution expenses. And then finally the money would flow back to you if there was anything left over. So again, the question is, Mr. or Mrs. Distributor, how will you help me move 14,286 units so that I can hit my $100,000 goal? And if the answer after all of this kind of research is still not very clear, then maybe it's time that you do some homework. Maybe you can reach out to the different blogs, websites, publications, influencers, people that have huge followings and see what it would take to get them to help you promote your film. And if and with every one of these promotional tactics as they're executed, then what's going to happen is you're going to get closer and closer to your goal because you're going to make sales, unit sales with each one of these tactics every time you execute on, on a part of this plan. So in this scenario, it is conceivable that if you take the time to do your homework and you work backwards and you take 14,286 units and, and you come up with different strategies to promote your film, you take that number the whole way down to zero, right? then that is a marketing campaign that you can control. Sure, it's a very grassroots marketing and promotional campaign, but I'll tell you what, it's probably more powerful and more specific than anything any distributor is gonna to come to you. And I'll tell you another thing, if you do that homework and then you talk to a distributor, they might be more inclined to give you a bunch of money because you've done the homework and you've proven that, you know, although there's no guarantees in any business, doing that homework makes you a little bit closer to possibly being successful in your endeavor. So that's something to think about. But all of that aside, forget about working with a traditional distributor for a second. If you do all of that homework, then it's conceivable that you could simply work with a flat fee per service aggregator. 
You pay your own encoding or your own ingestion, your encoding, your quality control, your mastering, your review, and your delivering to the platform. You pay it for yourself and then you become the distributor for your own domestic launch, right? And I totally get it, by the way. Most filmmakers don't like the idea of self-distribution or do-it-yourself distribution. They want somebody to hold their hand through the whole process. And I know why. I mean, first of all, it's daunting. You, you've overcome the challenge of making a film. If you were climbing a mountain, you, you've gotten over the one mountain only to realize there's a bigger mountain behind it. Oops. All right. Um, uh, you're totally tired. There's probably people in your cast and crew that you're not even speaking with right now because uh, the process of making a film is just so emotionally intense. And that's a pretty common thing that happens. And don't worry, I've been there. You'll eventually talk again, I promise. And, and on top of it, you're probably sick of your friends and your family and your loved ones who continually ask you nonstop, when is your film available? When can I see your film? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so I get it. You're tired. You're, you're ready for somebody to come along and tell you that you're okay. Everything you did was great. Your film is awesome. Come work with me. I have the answers, right? This is how distribution works. But, but what makes it so silly, and, and let me just use an analogy, if you were a real estate developer, right? Let's say that you spent the last three to six years, maybe even more, getting the proper permits, raising the different money, doing everything that was necessary to build your own apartment complex, and now it's finally done, but you're tired and you're getting the same questions from friends and family, you know, putting that much effort into your tangible apartment complex, and, and then somebody comes along and says, hey, I really love your apartment complex. Uh, how about if you just give it to me uh, and we'll see what happens? Like, come on, you would want to have a plan. You would want to know what exactly is going to happen. How is this going to be sold? How are you going to fill all your apartment units? It's the same sort of thing of moving 14,286 units. How are you going to help me do that, right? Um, so look, if you emotionally need to sign a distribution deal so that you can feel as though you've succeeded and you're not, you know, I could go on and on about this, but if you emotionally have the need to sign a distribution deal so that you're partnered with somebody for the next five to seven years so that you can feel some sort of validation, then here's what I suggest. You can always sign out. You can always license away your international rights and you could keep your domestic rights. This is what's called a hybrid strategy. And in my opinion, it provides the best of both worlds. You control the stuff that you can control, and then you license out all the other territories, uh, probably to an international sales agent that can go into territory to territory where they have good personal relationships and they can transact rather quickly. Um, so bottom line, I see far too many filmmakers out there simply giving away the rights to their film that they work so hard on in exchange for mere validation and some warm fuzzies. Signing over your rights for mere validation is a business based on hope. And I'm here to tell you that hope is not a solid business strategy. You can't put hope into your bank account. You can't, you can't pay your rent with hope, right? So this is what I'm talking about. And I'm not here to crush your dreams. You, you have to have some sort of hope. I still do. I'm still working like crazy to level up my career. But I also understand that the work, the journey, making these things and becoming smarter and, and getting more control of your own projects, both in the creation and the execution and the distribution is going to all around make you a much more powerful person, right? So if you can come up with your own plans for recouping 14,286 units, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need permission to be successful, right? 
you're already there. So anyway, I, I know I kind of went a little bit into some things that I'm seeing a lot in the marketplace. And, and I, I don't think all people listening to this are going to agree with me, but this is just my own approach to it. Um, certainly if you find a fantastic distribution deal and it's the right fit for you, or even if you say, Hey, I just want the emotional validation. I, I'm not going to judge you for it. You know, you're making your own decisions. But again, this is mainly meant for those of you that consider yourselves to be entrepreneurial and you're willing to put on another hat. Uh, you're willing to suck it up and you're willing to make things happen, right? So if you like today's talk, uh, make sure you grab a copy of my Sell Your Movie System. Uh, included with your investment of my Sell Your Movie System is the Movie Marketing Blueprint. This is a video course. Uh, I just finished it up the other day, by the way. And in that video course, which is again included, I go into great detail about how to build buzz around your film. So you can find out more about it at howtosellyourmovie.com. And once again, howtosellyourmovie.com. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.